This podcast is brought to you by Upgrade Fitness, Guernsey's new state-of-the-art gym, purpose-built for gym goers by gym lovers. Head to upgrade.fitness to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into island sport, coming at you every Wednesday in association with Upgrade Fitness. Uh, Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk netball as the island's top players get together to launch their new look season. All the seniors and the 19s have been asked to show their commitment for the next year. Um, All the dates are out for our training camps, for our competitions and everything else. So they all know exactly what they're signing up to now. And now it's just a building block just to keep that that sort of consistency with our players going as well. A full interview with Guernsey head coach Sally Carnes to come. Plus we'll talk golf as the 2023 Scratch League comes to a close. And cricket ahead of this weekend's Blasco CI League final where Guernsey will be guaranteed a winner. Uh, And it's got to be one of the island's biggest sporting participation events we'll find out why the skipton swim marathon continues to make a big splash and why we should all get involved i'm tony kerr and with me to do all that is the guernsey press sports editor gareth prevo hi tony uh, good week gareth yeah, it's nice to have uh, some decent weather, actually. Oh, I'll get a bit more of a tan out on the out while watching cricket and golf, to be honest. Enjoyed looking at your uh, very artistic sunset golf shots from the Scratch League final. Love a sunset shot, yeah. And um, I always hope that one match will at least reach the 17th <laughs> green when the sun's setting. It, it, uh, I can position myself perfectly in the middle of the fairways, providing nobody's coming up behind me. And I could be in danger of getting hit, but um, I was quite fortunate this week. Yeah, you're going to be giving Martin Gray a run for his money at the uh, Ice Deadford. <laughs> no chance. No, no, Martin is far more talented than I am but uh, I, I do enjoy getting um, some, some decent golf shots when the weather allows yeah, yeah and it was glorious weather what was the golf like last night uh, it was it was actually matched the weather. To be fair, some of the um, some of the golf played in that scratch league final was was simply outstanding. Certainly in, in the foursomes matches, which is sort of like it's almost renowned as like the hardest format when you're playing alternate shots. You can sort of put your partner in some awful positions, and they always say you shouldn't um, apologise in foursomes because nobody means to play a play a bad shot. But some of the uh, golf last night was absolutely outstanding, and there was birdies galore. But um, yeah, a, a special word for Jez Nicole and Daniel Griggs in their match against. Tom Lahure and uh, Sean Mills. They were actually two down after 12 holes and they finished birdie, eagle, birdie, eagle, birdie to win three and one. And it is just astonishing stuff. Any, pretty much they looked at any putt and it went in. It was just really amazing. And um, yeah, and then fair play to, to Jez also. As sort of the Royals captain, he put out all his juniors in the singles matches and and they performed excellently as well with uh, Rory McKenna and Jaden Tutnot winning their matches. And Conor McKenna actually ended up on uh, the one losing side with Steve Mai beating him, but he also played some excellent stuff and uh, Steve needed to be at his best to, to come away with a win in that one. But the Royals were deserving winners in the end. Well, let's hear what uh, the Royals captain had to say. Uh, yeah, you spoke to Jez Nickel at the conclusion of it. Congratulations, Jez. Um, what do you think has sort of been the, the key to the success overall? Mm-hmm. Like I say, we've got some really talented juniors who are pushing on now, um, which are keeping the older boys on their toes. I mean, Nigel's gone out, he's had a fantastic season and come away with MVP. So we've got a great mixture of experience and youth coming through. I like to think I'm in the middle ground now. Um, I haven't had a bad outings myself, but uh, yeah, it's great to see the youngsters coming through. And I think it holds us in good stead for the seasons to come that we've got them in front of us and playing good golf. In terms of this campaign, you sort of seem to build momentum. It was perhaps a bit 
bit of a slow start, but last couple of matches for sure, you, you guys have really hit your straps. Yeah, well, like I say, the, the Lancrest really hammered us earlier in the year in, um, in the team event, and it, I know it was a big knock to a lot of the players, um, but then to come out and play them in the round just before the final and give them a whitewash was amazing. Um, I think that gave everyone the confidence boost that they needed. Obviously, recent selections for Ireland team as well has really given them a kick, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be happy with the team. It's exciting knowing that we've got a future with the youngsters that we've got that are going to be leading the way for us. So, um, yeah, I think we're in a good position at the moment. Jess Nicholl there, Gareth. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure a great warm-up um, for the interinces which are coming up, yeah, in just a, a week or two. Yeah, all of our sort of uh, elite players are looking in really good form. Um, the two Blondels were missing for Lancrest from the Scratch League final. Obviously, it's being August and having young families, there's bound to be some holidays sort of in there as well. But, um, yeah, certainly uh, in terms of... The, the Ireland team, I think Dave Jeffrey will be very pleased with how his, his uh, selections have been playing. And um, it's going to be tough going to Lemoy. It's, it's a long course. It uh, can be very hard course. If the wind blows, it's sort of exposed out there on the on the west cliffs of, uh, of Jersey. But um, we're defending the Challenge Trophy and I'm sure they'll be pretty confident, especially the, the three youngsters who know no fear, really. Yep, more chat to come on the entrances uh, here on the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast and build up as well, of course, in the paper too. Um, speaking of interinsular action, um, yeah, there's a big tie this Saturday at the final of the Belasco CI League final at the KG5. But the good news for well, Guernsey cricket is uh, we're guaranteed a winner. Yeah, it's uh, an all-Guernsey final, which, um, as many people have said, sort of like not many people would have predicted going into the into the season. I mean, Jersey have been so strong, certainly on on the international level. You know, you, you'd expect at least one Jersey side to reach that final. Again, I think perhaps holidays may have played a part. There's been a couple of times when um, when some sides haven't been at full strength, but uh, no, it's great to see both Griffins and Kobo progress. And uh, yeah, it was quite an extraordinary last weekend. And Griffins rose from fourth to first with their win over over walkovers and Kobo who had been top of the table and virtually guaranteed a place in the final um, did their utmost to almost chuck it away by uh, by getting bowled out for a very low score but fortunately they had enough about them just to to uh, ease past the, the required runs and even though they lost to OVs uh, they did end up um, comfortably making the top two in the end on net run rate it, it wasn't quite as close as what was perhaps feared at one point yeah of course the nice thing about the CI League um, for well, players in both islands, I'm sure, is that, you know, they're, they're getting the chance to face um, fresh opposition in those kind of club shirts. Given it's an all Guernsey final, though, you know, these two sides, Griffins and Kobo, obviously know each other extraordinarily well. Um, but how much extra will be, uh, be on the line, do you think? Or kind of how much extra needle will there be in that one? Well, I think um, perhaps not just because it's sort of Kobo against Griffins, but I think uh, Griffins feel like they've got a bit of unfinished business from the, from the Guernsey weekend championship where the weather was quite a lot against them. I think they ended up having a couple of abandonments and... Um, and it ended up with Kobo winning that title. They sort of deservedly won the games they played. But uh, I think Griffins are probably renowned as um, Guernsey's better long-form or best long-form club in, in recent times. Um, so they'll um, be desperate to end the season with a trophy. And, of course, Kobo want to complete that weekend double. So I think it'd be an absolute cracker. Well, let's hear from uh, the Griffins skipper now, um, Tom Kirk, because uh, you spoke to him after they'd secured their place in Saturday's final. Yeah, no, we're just delighted that we've we've put a string of performances together, you know, and um, we've done what we needed to to get to this position. So yeah, delighted. Yeah, obviously, having won the last couple of games, confidence was sort of improving. But I mean, coming in today because it was sort of like 
winner takes all almost, or semi-final, I think, as you called it. Um, did that give you a few more nerves going into today? Um, no, I, I, maybe. maybe. I, I, I don't think so. I think it was just we needed to win another game, really. Um, and I, I, from from my perspective, it, these Jersey guys, it's, it's difficult knowing if they've got a good team over if they haven't and I don't recognise a lot of the names yeah. so they could be gun players or they could be second team and you know it's we just had to do our bit today and unfortunately we did we got a, we got a total on the board and defended it pretty easily in the end I was going to say in the assessment of the game were you happy with sort of two three six I mean at one point it looked like it was going to be a few more yeah I think obviously it was the same wicket we played on last week so if you'd offered me 230 before the before we batted, I would have taken it. But yeah, no, I think we were in a position where we probably should have got to 260, if not if not more at one point. But we lost a few in the, the back end and, and never really put a partnership together and fell in a bit of a heap, which is which we've done a few times this season. But fortunately, yeah, our bowlers did well and, and we executed our plans in the field. So it was, yeah, really pleasing. And when, yeah, like I said, when you start sort of that well with the ball and have a couple of wickets very early on, it sort of settles any butterflies that you might have as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we backed ourselves when we had that total on the board, at, you know, a couple of early wickets and, and we, we did the job. The, the wicket, like I say, was used. So it's it was always going to get harder to play. So, yeah, and, and we've got we got a fairly decent bowling attack. We, you know, we, we're still not at full strength, unfortunately, and I don't think that will be the case next week either. But we, we've, we've got a solid unit. We're... We're a small, we're a small squad, so yeah, we're, we're tight knit together, and we we all enjoy it when when everyone does well. And so it's going to be Cobra in the final. It's, it's great for CI that we've got an all Guernsey final. But um, do you feel perhaps over than one uh, having when you look back at how this season's gone as a, as a whole? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the opposition for us are largely irrelevant when it's a, when it's a final. You you want to beat whoever is in front of you. Um, the fact it's Cobra, it, it's nice for us guys in, in Guernsey. Uh, you know, it's like I said. It, I think if you'd said beforehand that there wouldn't be a Jersey team in the final, it, some, a lot of people might have uh, looked at you funny. But yeah, no, uh, it, it'll be nice to to beat them. <laughs> Tom Kirk chatting to you there. Uh, yeah, the CR League final uh, gets underway at eleven o'clock at the KG Five this Saturday. And like the golf, I guess uh, yeah, great warm up for what's to come. You know, some hard fifty over cricket before the interinsular at the same venue on the weekend after. So um, yeah, in for a big couple of Saturdays at the KG Five. Yes, and the KG5 ground staff have had to find another wicket because, it, of course, the CI final was due to be played at Grainville until it turned into an all-Guernsey affair. So, um, yeah, they've got a bit of extra work down there, but I'm sure they don't mind when it's uh, such a big occasion. <laughs> well, I hope the sun shines. I think uh, the forecast is good. Um, so, uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Welcome back. Uh, our thanks once again to Upgrade Fitness for their support of the show. As you heard at the top, just head to upgrade.fitness um, to find out more. Uh, about what's going on down there. Um, now, as far as netball is concerned, the winter season uh, might still be a few weeks away, um, but the island's top players have already been getting their game in shape. Guernsey Netball held a pre-season training camp over the weekend as the island's seniors gear up for a new challenge this season in the shape of the island invitational games over in the Isle of Man this November. And that is providing a big motivation, as is the push from a strong under-19 squad heading into their first league campaign in England next month. To find out about all of that, I caught up with Guernsey's head coach, Sally Carnes. So this is uh, quite a big weekend for us. It's the start of our 23-24 season for the seniors and for the 19s, um, as well as for our brand new player development programmes for our under-13s and under-15s. So um, lots of pre-season, lots of S&C, lots of fitness yesterday, um, and then quite a lot of gameplay for the seniors and the 19s, getting the under-19s ready for their regional south competitions, which start on the 10th of September. Um, and for the senior squad, really looking at um, uh, Invitational Island Games to take over the squad that we're taking over to the Isle of Man in November. Yes. 
it sounds like a really exciting program. I mean, you've been in post, what, for about six months now? Um, is this the first opportunity or, or, or the first kind of thing that you've kind of got your, your sort of full fingerprints on, if you like? Um, no, I think from the beginning, from sort of when I kicked off in January, we, we very quickly went into Interinsulars against Jersey. So that was a bit of a, a sort of baptism of fire, really, to get me going into the, the position. Um, since then, we've had uh, we had training camps in April and training camps in May. We then had a couple of months off for summer. So um, it's really it's given the, the players on island a kind of taste for what the programme will feel like. And that was really what the first six months was about. About, um, and now it's about building for that future so all the seniors and the 19s have been asked to show their commitment for the next year and um, all the dates are out for our training camps for our competitions and everything else so they all know exactly what they're signing up to now and now it's just a building block just to keep that that sort of consistency with our players going as well yeah great have you been pleased with the response from the senior players in particular absolutely delighted yeah we're still getting i mean even this weekend we've had three or four come in who hadn't who've either moved back to ireland or moved on to ireland or just hadn't really sort of thought about it coming across from basketball um, so they'll come in for kind of a trial weekend this weekend and then make their decision if they want to be included in it um, the 19s they've got a, a couple of younger girls who've come up from the under 16 squad this year as well to bolster them for the girls that have gone off to uni um, so both squads are just yeah fight, fighting fit and really exciting to work with and the Invitation Island Games is a new event um, it sounds like a really exciting prospect for, for our top players um, yeah how pleased are you to have that kind of on the schedule and, and as a sort of focal point for the season yeah, it's, it's absolutely great. I think one of the things that we'd spoken about very early on in my appointment was looking at a regular structure of fixtures um, and really having something that we can build to every year that's not necessarily just our interinsulars, which is obviously a big deal for us, but we needed to have that regular competition against other islands, other counties, other areas that were, were equal or of a match to us. So um, the Isle of Man have been competing in Europe Netball Championships for, for quite a few years now, a couple of years now. Um, so it's really good for us to just get a, a taster for what that competition looks like for us to test ourselves against other islands um, and to really see if it is something that you know which which direction we go in with regards to the seniors and um, we're hoping it becomes an annual fixed feature or it becomes part of the island games so that we do have that regular competition and knowing who we're going to be playing against so that we can test ourselves year in year out yeah, i'm sure there were a few sports people who were maybe yeah from sports not involved in the games this summer who would have been watching on with with uh, envious eyes i mean how big would it be for for netball in guernsey and, and all of the islands really if if, if that's sport could become part of of the whole game setup yeah absolutely i mean seeing how well guernsey hosted the the island games you know in july and um certainly looking from a, a an outside point of view from both off island and from a sport that wasn't included in it the buzz around it was just immense and we know that a lot of the bigger islands who take part in the island games really want netball to be a part of it and and as a team sport it's something that you know is so good for spectators to watch and the speed of it and the athleticism so for us it would be absolutely immense we're not putting all our eggs in that basket but it, certainly it would be something that we would love to work towards yeah brilliant and of course you know netball is obviously a, you know uh, a big part of the commonwealth games we had the world cup this summer which was which was electric and england did so well in that um it, does it feel like there's a real kind of buzz around the sport at the moment yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough to be over in South Africa just watching the game as a, as a netball fan. And um, the, the African nations just put on the best show I've ever been to. But the netball on court was was fantastic. And we know historically that when England do well, that that has a real good knock on effect for our grassroots sport. So um, I think England netball released some some stats this morning around how many people have gone on to their club finder and trying to find sessions. So certainly we know that at the grassroots level, it increases the bottom level of the triangle. And it's all about getting more people more 
interactive more often and and we know that it, it inspires people you know the same as the football will and everything else and especially within women's sport the visibility that that gives us on a international stage to be reaching world cup finals is just what we need in our sport yeah it's incredible isn't it um to have to, two in a, in a matter of a few weeks or a couple of weeks um and you mentioned the 19s there uh, they start their season as you say um quite soon i mean has that put an extra spring in their steps seeing um seeing what england have done and just tell us about kind of their prospects this season yeah, absolutely. We um, we knew from when they beat Jersey and the Interinsulars that they were a talented bunch and, you know, they have been all the way through growing up through their age groups, but they're a really solid squad. The girls that have come in there from the younger age groups have really added to that. Um, certainly the chat last night at training was all about, you know, the World Cup and did you see and did you see this player and did you see that player? And some of those girls are not that much older than the under 19. So it's really, really good for us to have that that visibility for our sport of elite level and um, the 19s prospects in in south region and um, it's always really difficult to tell because obviously it's a transient you know everyone has a new age group in every year they performed brilliantly at the qualification tournament so we're just really really looking forward to getting going um, traveling over to the uk and also having the the uk teams come over here and showing them what guernsey's got to offer on court and off court yeah brilliant and uh, yeah as i said before yeah you, you've been in, in post now for a few months i mean is it the sort of job you expect and what have you what have you made of the whole experience so far i absolutely love it um you know from from the minute i arrived for my interview i was made to feel very very welcome on the island um and every time i turn up to training the enthusiasm the the oomph that the girls give me and and I go away enthused and wanting to come back for the next one. So I think having that structure in place now with our training programme that we know exactly when each month's camp is, it means that the girls know when they need to be free and it can fit around their lifestyles. We never wanted to take away from their island life, from their club life, from what they're already doing. And so many of the girls are involved with the the GNA, with the under 11s, under 12s, under 14s, under 16s coaching and, and they all want to be a part of it. And that just, it gives you the absolute enthusiasm to come back and just do more and more with them. So yeah, it's been great fun we're chatting here just uh, by the sea by the bathing pools you've been in the water first time i think you said since you since you've been involved in or since you've been involved in the island um how did you find it yeah i'm not gonna lie to you it was freezing <laughs> <laughs> no uh donna persuaded me so captain donna brehot she uh, persuaded me to go in this morning but it was fantastic we've got um a big program this um weekend around getting our umpires qualified so we have gina pierce over from england netball this weekend assessing our umpires and training myself and donna to become umpire assessors as well so over the weekend we're going to get 27 of our new umpires assessed and qualified which is absolutely fantastic for the gna um, and donna's worked really really hard to to get those girls um ready for it and we've got another 30 i think booked on future courses so for us coming across and you know coming across to an island the sea is a massive part of the life and and i think when i was over in february she suggested it and i very quickly <laughs> refused and um, but certainly going in it was it was freezing but once you're in there it's absolutely beautiful and you know with this kind of scenery you can't really grumble when you're in there oh best warm it's like a bath out there now best time of year don't know what temperatures you have your bath at <laughs> well i hope the weekend goes really well thanks for chatting and um yeah i'm sure we'll uh, touch base before that uh, invitation island games in a few weeks perfect thanks very much Sally Khan speaking to be there down at the bathing pools. More coverage um, to come uh, on the netball, of course, in the paper and here on the podcast. Um, I think we'll be uh, hearing um, the squad that has been uh, named for the Invitational Island Games over in the Isle of Man a bit later on this week or next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, Right, finally, from us this week, um, we have got a bit of summer left, thankfully, but it's uh, almost that time of year um, when the Skipton Swimathon forms are probably starting to go around local offices. Um, This year's event runs from the 4th to the 8th of October. 
Um, I haven't been roped in just yet, but I did. Uh, I, yeah, to get pulled into the pool alongside Pete Franklin, the fish, um, <laughs> uh, last year. Um, yeah, definitely rather showed up my pace. Um, but yeah, not strictly speaking a sporting event, of course, but it is probably one of the island's biggest sporting participation events. Um, and this year, it's all about raising money for mental health services locally with Guernsey Mind and the Guernsey Youth Commission set to benefit. And um, to find out a bit more, I caught up with Paul Alloway from the Lions Club of Guernsey, uh, Joe Oliver from the Roundtable, the two organisations um, who back the event, and John Stewart, chairman of the Skipton Swim Marathon Committee. The Swim Marathon itself has been going on since the early 1970s. Uh, it's over 40 years. Fantastic event. Uh, grown from relatively small beginnings to uh, being one of the biggest charitable events in Guernsey each year now. Uh, probably a little bit more unique and it involves all age groups from literally tiny tots through to probably great grandparents uh, and all ages in between. Um, it's, each year it's raised hundreds of thousands of pounds for all for Guernsey charities. Uh, and this year is no 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 different, uh, and I think it's a very noble cause uh, cause is this year, which is uh, mental health. Uh, so everybody, in a sense, is swimming for uh, not only their mental health, but for everybody in Guernsey who who has struggles in, in that at arena. And our two main beneficiaries this year uh, is uh, Guernsey Mind, uh, which is more the youth and adult area. And uh, the Guernsey Youth Commission for Alderney and, and Guernsey, uh, which is probably more in the child area uh, and, and going into the youth area, area as well. Yeah, brilliant. And um, Joe and Paul, how are your two organisations involved in, in the event? Well, as, as John said, it's been a long running event. Um, Lions Club of Guernsey and Round Table are sort of the original instigators of the event. Uh, and thanks to Skipton's Swim Marathon over recent years, they've become heavily involved. So we, as the two charities, um, decide which charities we're going to support this year. Uh, there's a fixed amount that we agree to donate to the two charities, and any money left over is split between Table and Lions for our own causes that we deal with. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, how big a, an input is it into your year, kind of, I suppose, <laughs> workload and financially? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, round, round table. We we do we have three big events a year. So we have Harbour Carnival, Swim Marathon, and Charities Fair. Um, Swim Marathon takes up a lot of time, as as uh, John said. It is one of the biggest charitable events of of the year, <clears throat> and so you know we we are heavily involved with it. Um, our numbers fluctuate to and from, which is what you know we're grateful for Lions' help to uh, to to put on the to put on the event, and obviously people supporting. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, it takes up, takes up quite a lot of our time, but, you know, we're delighted to do it. And that's the reason that table exists is, is for, for doing things like this. As you guys have said, it's one of the big charity events of the year. It must be one of the big sporting participation events, if not the biggest. I mean, you have hundreds of hundreds of people taking part. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 I think last year, I think we estimated it was, wasn't far off 2000. Uh, which just in itself for the sheer numbers of it, uh, it just shows how inclusive it is. Yeah, it's great. And what also surprised me you know, as a relatively new chairman, I think this is my this will be my second year of helping organise it. And I honestly thought, you know, I'm there from Sunday, uh, Wednesday evening. It's from the fourth to the eighth of, of of October this year. Um, uh, it starts on Wednesday evening, but those it's 
from Wednesday through to Sunday, and I honestly thought I'd get bored, you know, just sort of sitting by the side of the pool, watching people go in and diving out. And it's just nonstop. It's constant. And it's just great fun watching people, you, know, you can see, really enjoying themselves, getting a bit of competition involved in there and just having general fun. Um, I'm amazed at sort of how quickly the time goes. And do you expect, obviously, the Island Games was, um, you know, an amazing event this summer that, that kind of uh, captivated the whole island, it seemed. Do you, do you expect there to be a bit of a bounce off the back of that in terms of, you know, getting people out and active and, and involved in events like this? Well, I'm certainly hoping so. Uh, and to, to a certain extent, we sort of slightly held back on our publishing and pushing for this event because we absolutely didn't want to undermine anything that the Island Games was doing. Actually, we had a similar thing last year when... Um, uh, the Guernsey Sea Donkey did his 24-hour swim at the Valet. We didn't want to intrude on that either. Uh, and, and obviously that raised a terrific amount of money uh, that Adrian Sarche did for his event. Uh, so this year, no, we're now really putting a big push in uh, and hoping people will get into that Guernsey community spirit that was uh, you could see right across the island for the Island Games. And what a fantastic job they did running that event. Yeah, and Paul, we heard a bit about um, you know what the roundtable does. What about the Lions Club? What, what what's uh, the background to that, and, and how it's involved in, in supporting these initiatives? Yeah, I mean, again, similar to, to Table, we have three main events. Uh, obviously, for marathon, we do Winter Wonderland uh, in connection with Autism Guernsey, and then we've got our big solo event this Saturday, which is Donkey Derby. Um, so yeah, all funds from all these events go towards our, our causes, helping people, whether it's to, to buy a cooker or to replace a, a minibus or Meals on Wheels, yeah, any, anything and everything. Do you think there's been a bit of a shift in terms of what people's, uh, the, kind of the public's appetite is in terms of getting involved in events that actually sporting based events like the Skipton Marathon, um, you know, gives people a real chance to take part? I mean, do you think you guys could see yourselves doing uh, those kind of events or, or sort of tailoring things more in that direction going forward? Yeah, I mean, with, with Marathon, as John said, it, it is a, a, an event open to anybody and everybody, and we get families coming along, we get offices competing with each other. Um, there are various trophies that are awarded at the end of the event to uh, to firms that raise the most money, that swim the most number of laps, although number of laps counted have sort of declined over the years into straight sponsorship. Um, and I think also over the years, we, traditionally we were all always at Beausajour. We still are at Beausajour, but we've also expanded out into the schools, uh, St. Sampson's Pool um, Bo-Camp. and Camp, which is why we start on the Wednesday at the school. So it's sort of improved. And, and the primary schools are getting involved as well because yeah. my daughter goes to St. Martin's and uh, I know that they get involved with that sort of stuff as well. So, you know, even her at aged eight is uh, talking about the swim marathon and, uh, you know, I think it's just that community spirit of everyone just getting behind, knowing that the money stays, any money raised stays on Ireland and is for the benefit of, of the wider island community. Um, what we really want to try and do uh, equally this year is try and get a bit more involvement from corporates if it's uh, if we can get them interested. Uh, we have been co- making contact directly with a lot of corporates, but even hopefully through this medium, it might help some corporates to uh, spark their interest. Uh, as Paul said, we've actually got, uh, I think there's 14 uh, trophies for different areas of the community. Uh, and it's great when you can get several uh, companies in the same areas. So we've got trophies for construction, education, insurance sector, all professional services, including legal services, public services, your own service industry type of thing, youth, sports and social, clubs, swimming clubs, other 
you know, which is anybody doesn't fit into anything else, <laughs> junior schools, families and friends. You know, and, and as Paul was saying, there's uh, awards for most money raised by an organisation, most money raised by an individual. So this, it's really a big gambit of, of areas. And we really hope a lot of corporates will, will, will enter and, and try and come along and beat uh, people in their own similar industries. It really does make for a great atmosphere. Uh, there's still a number of uh, lanes left. Uh, I did a count up this morning uh, and we've got about 64 uh, session or laps uh, individual lanes that are still free. Wednesday's full, but there's, there's a, a short two, only two on Thursday. Uh, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's still an, you know, a number of lanes available. So there's, there's plenty of lanes for people to, to still enter on our uh, our website www.swimmarathon.org and it's it's so easy to enter you, you just click on the button that says enter now and uh, you, you get into the into there and enter a team and you can go and choose your time uh, yeah so please support please help support Swim Marathon Paul, Joe and John speaking to me there about the Skipton Marathon, um, which is back in October. Um, so do get involved and uh, get involved in your workplace, your sports teams. I'm sure uh, most of the island school children will be there um, over the course of those few days as well. So um, yeah, set to be another big year um, for that event. Uh, right. I think that is just about it from us. Um, yeah, I think we're both going to be down at the cricket on Saturday, Gareth. Uh, anything else kind of leaping off the diary? Yeah, well, it's, it's a big week this week, obviously, Tony. It's horse of the year show which is the main event of the of the sport local sporting calendar not just the equestrian calendar it's, a, it's always a very popular event so we've got that going on from from wednesday until um until sunday and there's also yeah we're getting into football season properly now rawlinson cup final will be friday night and then gfc are away on on saturday and at home on bank holiday monday um at noon i believe so um it's getting into that sort of busy time of of the season, sort of the shoulder months where you end the summer summer sports and the the winter sports begin. But uh, it's all uh, it's all uh, big games. It seems whenever you wherever you look in the diary. Yeah, it's one of the best times of year, isn't it? Because as you say, you've got uh, the business end of the summer season. You got the sort of fresh optimism of the winter season, mm. and the weather's great, and it's sort of balmy, warm evenings. Well, that's right. Yeah, you've got so many sort of uh, trophies up for grabs in stuff like cricket, golf. There'll be loads of trophies up for grabs in the, in the horse of the year, stuff like that. So, uh, and then you've also got yeah the excitement, the optimism that goes with sort of a new football, rugby season. Just uh, just the hopes and expectations are sort of mount up at this time of year. And so, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of end of August, beginning of September is always a really exciting time to be part of the the local sport um, scene really yeah so definitely make sure you're picking up a paper six days a week for comprehensive coverage the best coverage of everything that's going on in local sport uh, we'll be back next wednesday with another guernsey press sport podcast so stay tuned for that we'll also be back in the next few days um with uh, the first football podcast of the season um yeah reflecting on the the pre-season campaigns and what is to come um so yeah keep an eye out for that but uh, yeah thanks for listening uh, thanks to upgrade fitness for their support uh, and thanks to you gareth Cheers, Tony. Cheers.